0: All right, here we go with Baldry's beat, Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. Good morning, Keith. Good morning. So I started the show today talking to Doctor Alex Nataros. This yeah. is the doctor up in Port Hardy who's going to be left all alone. All yeah, we, his colleagues are resigning.
1: We had him on Global last
0: night as well. Yeah, yeah, and he's getting a lot of attention, and um, he's really calling out the provincial government. They want them to. He wants to hire an assistant. Said he's willing to pay for the assistant yeah. out of his own pocket. And we don't have oh. physician assistance in BC. There's right. a
1: couple of pilot projects back east. There's um, physician assistance in the military. Yes. Which he points out. He says, if it's good enough for the military, why isn't it good enough for here? This is also part of a, a wider problem. Rural health care is really struggling and has for years in BC. There are incentive programs to get doctors to relocate in these small towns, but they're yeah. evidently not enough. They're going to be enhanced in the new doctor's contract. Yeah. That's um, going to take effect soon, but we'll see if it's enough to attract doctors to some of the smaller
2: areas of BC.
0: Let's have a listen to what he had to say to me here. He's calling out the premier here. Have a listen to this, Dr. Alex Nateros here.
2: I'm calling for, for innovation and support from the government. I think it's telling, right? Premier Evie, uh, when he was in his leadership race and, uh, and since he often spoke about his wife doing her medical training here on the North Island and. Yet, when we're calling for help in a crisis, he's nowhere to be seen.
0: Your thoughts?
1: Well, yeah, no, he, he's, Evie he says that healthcare is one of his top four priorities, but um, when it comes to human resources, which is a big part of the problem in healthcare, a combination of um, recruitment and retention in rural health, and also the ongoing staff shortages because of illnesses, uh, it's not going to be fixed overnight, but the pressure is building, and I notice the... And he'd be government appointed a new Parliamentary Secretary for Rural Health, which I think is reflective of the fact that it's becoming a bigger issue.
0: Yeah, and he points out that, as you as you said, that you can uh, uh, the Canadian military is allowed to employ physician assistants mm. in British Columbia, but he can't hire a physician assistant. And he said he's willing to pay for one out of his own pocket. Here is Lisa Stewart from the Canadian Association of Physician Assistants. Have a listen.
2: PAs could make a big difference, um, helping kind of bridge the gaps that we have and adding um, more providers to the healthcare team.
0: It seems kind of like a no brainer. On the other well, hand, where, also, do you, where do you get these people? Where also do they train?
1: Turf wars in healthcare. When nurse practitioners came in, there was a lot of pushback uh, from from doctors on that. When pharmacists got the ability to um, have greater prescription powers. Uh, there was pushback on that from doctors. So it's interesting. This particular doctor wants physician assistance. I'm not sure what the position of doctors of BC is on this mm-hmm. issue. They, want, Again, doctors are traditionally very protective of their work sites. I'm not sure. It'd be interesting to get doctors of BC's take on this.
0: Yeah, so this is one doctor. He said right now there are four ER doctors up there. One is resigning at the end of March. The other two are resigning a couple of months later. He's going to be left all alone. This is a city And that's
1: a, that's an emergency ward that's been closed a lot.
0: Yeah, right. In the last uh, few months. And, and this is one of many rural communities that's going through this type of thing.
1: A lot of hospitals, a lot of ERs have been closing in a lot of small towns largely because of uh, illness, in some cases because of resignations, relocations. The fact that three people in Port Hardy are leaving physicians, that's Yeah. That's getting to a crisis level.
0: That's a lot and this is a you know, it's a smaller community around 4,000 people up there but boy, I mean you get you have an emergency. You're you're now hitting the road and the highway to go somewhere else.
1: Yeah, you're going. Like the to ER is closed. Port McNeil or somewhere yeah, else. Right. So it's uh, people forget that or don't realize. Vancouver Island is a huge island. Yeah. People think, and I've had this conversation. I remember being in the Vancouver Sun. Assignment desk have no knowledge of Vancouver Island. Can you just whip up to Port Hardy? Yeah, right. like whip up. Okay, that's you know, multi
0: hour drive. Yeah,
1: so for people in small towns in Vancouver Island, if your health facility is affected in your small town, you got to drive a long way to the next town.
0: Okay, we're watching that one closely. Pierre Polyev, the federal conservative leader in Vancouver yesterday, gave a speech to a mining conference, did a news conference. Here he is, uh, speaking at a news conference yesterday about crime in British Columbia. Have a listen. In Vancouver, according to the B.C. Union of Mayors, the same 40 offenders had to be arrested 6,000 times in a year. That's 150 arrests per person in one year. And, of course, Trudeau's catch-and-release bail policies put them back out on the street the same day, even if they've done something extremely violent and dangerous, so that they can reoffend again and terrorize our streets. Enough. British Columbians and Canadians are ready to take back control of their lives. It's a good issue for him, crime.
1: Oh, it's a great issue, but interesting. He got like zero pickup in the media yesterday. Mm. Just checked all the clips uh, and um, accounts of all the newscasts yesterday. Not a lot of uh, interest there, but it is a good issue for him, and I think you're going to see him hit that issue. He's got another one. He's going to take another try at getting media attention today at 1030, um, and I think if, if he sticks to issues like this, it's uh, it, it can resonate with voters, particularly in Metro Vancouver.
0: He was on the Jazz Joe Hall show yesterday uh, mm-hmm. as well, speaking out. So, you know, earlier on, after he immediate, in the immediate aftermath after, after him becoming leader of the Conservative Party, there were complaints he wasn't talking to the media at all. So there seems to be a strategy now to do more outreach well, and more media. He's doing so, two
1: news conferences in yeah. two, two days. Well, that's That's good. pretty good.
0: That, that's good. And I, believe, I agree with you that this crime issue is a good one for him. He talks a lot about housing mm-hmm. in British Columbia as well. He talked a lot about that yesterday. Talk housing, this is, talk, talk are, crime, yep. talk
1: health care. Yeah. That's what voters are looking at. They're yeah. not talking about the truck convoy. They're not talking about Bitcoin or world economic forum. And he yeah. seems to be getting away from that.
0: Yeah, and uh, we're still a long ways out from a an, another federal election. But it, it's interesting to see. We had Trudeau in town here this week as mm-hmm. well. So you know, this is going to be quite a fight. You're going
1: to see these guys a lot in Metro Vancouver yeah. in, the, in the months ahead as we get closer to an election. Um, Trudeau's going to be in Metro Vancouver over and over again, as he will be in Metro Toronto and Metro Montreal.
0: Another big story in, in Vancouver this week uh, seems to be a sports story. Uh, Bruce Boudreaux and well, the, what happened? The, coach, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the coach being unceremoniously fired there. I mean, everyone in BC knew this guy was going to be fired the way this handled. This was handled here by management of the team. I still
1: wish... We had Neil McRae around. He'd just be ripping the Canucks one, and justifiably so.
0: Yeah, this would be red meat for Neil, too, for sure. Have a listen to the way this was reported yesterday on Fox News (laughs) here, the firing of the Vancouver Canucks coach. Listen to this.
1: Former Washington Capitals coach Bruce Boudreau has been fired by the Vancouver Can- Canucks. The team announced the change Sunday, less than a week after President of Hockey Operations, Jim Rutherford, said major surgery was needed to fix the Canucks. Rick Tukid was hired as Tukid. Boudreau's replacement. <laughs> Fox the News. I don't take Fox News seriously anyways, but now, again, the Canucks and, and
0: Tuk- Tukit. Boudreau Tuk- Tukid Tukit. Canooks. Took it. or Oh, maybe they're thinking about the toque you wear in your head there. They're thinking <laughs> about Canada there.
1: Well, uh, Americans have never been known for their knowledge of things... Canadian. Well, I remember, I'm
0: surprised they're talking hockey at all. Yeah, so I no,
1: mean. it's. Uh, but I remember you back to the old Vancouver Whitecaps, yeah. the original Vancouver Whitecaps. Get to the N- the um, NAS the old NASL North America Soccer League Championship game yeah. in Vancouver, uh, or a playoff game. And I remember ABC News carrying it live, and Jim McKay, the renowned sportscaster for Wild for the Olympics and everything. Rec- um, Called Vancouver the quaint little village of Vancouver, oh, and that got enormous media <laughs> attention at the t- at the time about the ignorance people would show south of the border to things north of the border.
0: Okay, so uh, Americans, I like that. Canucks Americans are are learning that the canucks fired canucks. Bruce Boudreau and uh, hired Rick Tuket instead. But you know, the thing with this is, I think for a lot of fans, they were siding with Boudreau, obviously, oh, for sure. The way he was for sure. he was treated
1: yeah, he had his personality was uh, it yeah. just came through and and he was very popular. Um, I don't think a lot of people blamed him for the the club's woes. He, like I said yesterday, he's dealing with the the hand he was dealt by Jim Rutherford yeah. and his predecessors. Uh, I thought Squire Barnes made a really good point on Global yesterday about how Aquilini the owner, made a mistake where he hired the coach before he hired his general manager and his management team. And the management team didn't hire Boudreaux. And so now Rick Tockett's in there. He's buddies with <laughs> Rutherford, yeah. and the other manager there. They go back a number of years. So it's a lot of personal connections there. And Boudreaux just what didn't have the ins with Rutherford.
0: Personally, I'm hoping that the losing streak sort of continues. Even so the so Connor Bedard sweepstakes. Yeah, improve their draft pick chances here to yep. get that top pick. Right now, it's like seven and a half percent chance the Canucks could get the number one draft pick. You
1: know, even if the Canucks finish dead last, given their luck and other. Absolute lack of luck when it comes to drafts. They probably yeah. still wouldn't get the first pick because it goes into, you know, you don't automatically, you go into a pool. And sure. The, the lower you are in the standings, uh, the more chances you get. The
0: Chicago Blackhawks are the yeah. overwhelming favorite to get the right first now. pick as the last place team in the league. But maybe we can give them a run for money if, they, if we keep losing. Lose, lose, lose. Lose, yeah, just go in the tank. Keith Baldry is my guest. Phone lines are open, 604-280-9898, star 9898 on your cell. Doug in Richmond. Hey, Doug. I was just curious, isn't the place in Port Hardy, wouldn't that be the place for a nurse practitioner uh, since we actually don't have uh, doctor's assistance at this point?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. Again, it's getting people, in- incentivizing them to move to places like Port Hardy. You know, if, you, if you've got a good nurse practitioner job and where you live in, say, Metro Vancouver, what's the incentive to abandon that and go to Port Hardy? Now, on the flip side, housing's cheaper in Port Hardy than, say, Metro Vancouver. You just had your earlier guest, Kit Souter, talking about the unbelievable rents, which I don't think are that high in Port Hardy. Um, But again, it's all about providing incentives to get people to relocate.
0: Well, I asked Dr. Nateros about that. Like, Why does he need this Physician assistant? Could he just hire a nurse or a licensed Mm -hmm. practical nurse? And he said his explanation on that was that a licensed practical nurse has different training. They're a member of a different professional society, Mm -hmm. whereas a, a doctor assistant would report directly to him and would have more specific training to help him in the emergency room, could do a lot of stuff that he could not do. So he did make an argument that what he needed was this assistant. And the interesting thing too was. He said he's willing to pay for it mm-hmm. out of his own pocket. So well, he's willing to pay the assistant like 80 grand a year.
1: One thing we learned through the reforming of all the colleges, which took place yeah. in the bill that just happened, it's problematic. You know, what this went through committee stage. And it's interesting all party committees signed off on these changes to the colleges, and physician assistance didn't seem to come up as an issue at all. Yeah. So and I'm so not sure this where that's stuff at.
0: moves slowly, too. Yes. I mean, it's not like he's calling out EB saying, get up here and fix this right now. Uh, that's, no, that's well, not how it's going to get we'll, fixed. We'll see. Uh, star 9898 is the number on your cell. Rob in Chilliwack. Hi, Rob. Rob. Hello? Yeah, Hi, go Rob. ahead. Oh, sorry. I couldn't help but uh, Keith say uh, Mr. Pauliev didn't get any coverage. And my feeling is that you know why? That that video in the in the airport, the, the guy looks so angry. I mean, it just is it. This guy wants to be prime minister of the country. I think he has to look like. like and you guys know, I told you I voted conservative because of Aaron O'Toole. all that I know that ship has sailed. But Pauliev yesterday, I mean, I was listening to him. What, what does he have for policies? He says nothing. But I believe that video, those videos, are, it's just so high school. Like, it doesn't make any sense just, to me. And I know he has followers, and I know people look at
2: it, but I just can't see this guy beating Trudeau, in my opinion. So thanks, guys. Have a good day.
1: Well, that's part of Paul Leif's challenge. It's part of any opposition leader's challenge. It's not just Paul <clears throat> You've got to frame yourself <clears throat> as an alternative when it comes to leadership. It's not being about attacking all the time. You've got to put forth some alternatives. And so look... Like you're a leader in waiting, and and again, all opposition leaders have that challenge, not just Pierre Polyev.
0: We talked about the airport video yesterday. Mm-hmm. This was a social media video that he uploaded, walking through a crowded airport and uh, saying that Trudeau's his flight was delayed, and it's Trudeau's it's fault. It's Trudeau's fault. And Paul, listen, Polyev has been very effective at social media. It's one of the reasons that he be, he won overwhelmingly the Conservative Party leadership. The thing that you know, and we go back to a, a sort of a talking point we discussed yesterday was. Is this effective, though, in the next step forward, and that is winning power and becoming yeah. prime minister? A I lot of people got to do more. You need to widen.
1: A lot of voters do not consume social media, yeah. uh, and he's got to get. He's got to broaden. I, I'd put the the iPhone away for a while, Mr. Poyev, and concentrate on policy. Mm.
0: Teresa calling from the interior. Hi, Teresa.
2: Good morning to you both.
0: Hi. Um,
2: I'm just wanting to say when I heard about Port Hardy, our little community has been without. Uh, emergency and x-ray for months. Our x-ray was opened again just before Christmas, three days a week. But if the tech comes and she's needed in a different community, she's taken. Mm -hmm. And I just don't understand. And we have uh, three doctors in our community. My doctor is leaving the end of March and another doctor is leaving the end of September. Mm -hmm. To me, this government is out to lunch they they sit on stuff and they got to do um, interviews and they've got to do some research and b c and another community in the uh north are the only provinces in Canada that haven't implemented the um, oh sorry
0: <laughs> where, where, where do you live by the way which North of Kamloops. Cam, okay. Thank you. Thank you for Barrier. 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 Well, thank you for the call. Well, we spoke to the mayor of Barrier last week on the show. Interesting. She
1: just said two doctors are leaving there. Yeah. Didn't know that. Yeah. And you got three doctors leaving Port Port Hardy. There's going to be. There's a lot of doctors retiring. Yeah. And these are not just family; they're just doctors. Uh, It's going to be interesting whether the rural health crisis is going to get much worse before it gets
0: better. Mary on the island. Hi, Mary. Go ahead. You got thirty seconds. This
2: is. Okay, this is for new medical students. I think they should tie bursaries. I think they should offer bursaries to new medical students and tie them either to a location or to uh, these family doctor positions that they need to fill. And uh, because I think we also lose doctors to the U.S. I heard a cosmetic uh, person interviewed on uh, NW uh, a few months back, and I, I'm sure he was trained at UBC, and then he went to make the big bud- bud- bucks so
1: Thank you. Yeah, so the new contract does have a few wrinkles to it that is supposed to woo people into family doctors, more than just wrinkles. I mean, it's a pretty good high salary, $385,000. But again, it's a challenge to get people to move to small towns.